Good morning, and welcome to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pullard, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. again and welcome to the Daily Download. I'm your host, Dr. Darara Pulley, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay, and the presiding prelate of the Church of the Everlasting Kingdom. And this is the Daily Download. Well, we are studying the books of law and we're starting with the book of Genesis. Genesis is the book of beginnings. We can find the beginning of anything that's happening in the earth now by going back to the book of Genesis. Genesis is my beginning and my beginning is good because I were made in the image and in the likeness of God. So we've been looking at how to look at the scripture and primarily we look at it for life application. We got some lessons from Adam and Eve. We got some lessons from Cain and Abel. And today we're talking about Enoch. Yes, Enoch is who we're talking about today. Come on, say that with me. Enoch. Yes, he is the son. Amen. And he is one of the generations that came from Cain and Abel, from Adam and Eve. And he is one of those sons that stand out. So our scripture for today, as we look at and study Enoch, our scripture for today is found in Hebrews, uh, that's Hebrews chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number four. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number four. It says, and by faith, Enoch um, walked with God. And he was not because he pleased God. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. And today we're looking at Enoch and we're talking about walking with Enoch. And our background scripture is Genesis chapter 5 verses 21 through 24. And we're walking with Enoch today. So we know that each one of these biblical characters, that they are working with a kingdom principle that they are working with a kingdom practice and they are receiving a kingdom pro promise. Yeah, let me say that again. Each one of these biblical characters that we're studying, they are working with a kingdom principle, they are working with a kingdom practice, and they are working with a kingdom promise. For Enoch, the kingdom principle that Enoch is working with is divine purpose. There is a divine purpose for my life, and I cannot transition from this dimension of life, abundant life, to the next dimension of life, eternal life, until that purpose is fulfilled. So Enoch shows us that he had a purpose and he stayed on this earth until his purpose was fulfilled. You have a purpose and you will be on this earth in this incarnation and this body until that purpose is fulfilled. No situation, no circumstance, no condition can take you out. A bullet can't even take you out. You can't even kill yourself until your purpose is fulfilled. All right, Enoch is also working with a particular kingdom uh, practice for the development of his soul. And that practice that Enoch is working with is stillness and movement. Be still and know that I am God. And then there's some times when you got to move, that faith without works is dead, that it's not just stillness, but it's stillness and movement. And so we see that Enoch had a relationship with God where he moved, he was translated, he transcended, he moved from this earthly realm to a higher spiritual realm. But it was because of his stillness and Enoch walked with God. It was because of his relationship with God that he was able to experience stillness 
and he was able to experience movement. Are you able to be still when it's time to be still? Are you able to move when it's time to move? Amen. The scripture says that he that we are to listen to that still small voice. And the only way that you can hear the still small voice is you got to be still. And then when God gives you direction in the stillness, then you know exactly how to move. So we know that Enoch is working with the kingdom uh, practice of stillness and movement. And the kingdom promise that Enoch is working with is health. The scripture says that he lived 365 years before he transcended. And there's not a sickness there. There's no pain. There's no discomfort. There's no dysfunction. There is uh, no disease that he is living in perfect health. He is living in optimal health. And you are able to live in a place of optimal health. You don't have to be sick. Sickness does not come to stay. It only comes to pass. God's promise to you is health. Jesus, our way show, was a healer. And he healed all manner of sickness and disease. And so we're walking with Enoch today. Now, when the scripture says walk with God, it's not just talking about putting one foot in front of the other. But when the scripture talks about walking with God, it's talking about living with God. The scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight. So what to walk with God means to live in faith. The scripture says that we walk in the newness of life. So to walk with God means that you're constantly becoming renewed in the spirit of your mind. Walking with God is walking in love which means that you're living a lifestyle of love where you love God, where you love yourself and where you love everyone else. Walking with God is walking circumspectly, which means that you're living in a way where you are careful about the thoughts that you think, the words that you speak and the actions that you do. Walking with God means to walk in truth where you're honest with God, you're honest with yourself and you're honest with everybody else. So when it says he walked with God, it means that he lived in a consciousness of he was aware of the God that was in him, that was flowing through him, that was functioning as him. To walk with God means to live with God. The Bible says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So to walk in the spirit means to live in the spirit, that you realize that you are a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe that is governed by the spiritual law of love and principles undergirding that law. How is your walk with God coming? How is your life with God coming? So we're walking with Enoch as Enoch walks with God. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a high five. Give me a heart. If you're walking with Enoch as Enoch walks with God and he's given us a pattern, he's given us an example to follow, to see exactly what it looks like to actually walk with God, to actually live with God. And there's a cohabitation between you and God. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So I'm living with God because there's only one life and that life is God's life and God is living God's life through me. Can I say that again? There is only one life and that life is God's life and God is living God's life through me. One more time. There is only one life and that life is God's life and God is living God's life through me. So we're walking with Enoch as Enoch walks with God. All right. Pulley point number one, Enoch's walk was a daily walk. If you look at the numbers, Enoch lived 365 years. Go back and read Genesis 5, 21 through 24. Enoch lived for 365 years. 
And I don't believe that it's by accident that he lives by for 365 years and he walked with God. I believe his 365 years of life are teaching us how to walk with God 365 days of the year. Can I say that again? I believe that Enoch's 365 years are teaching us to walk with God 365 days. Affirm with me, I'm walking with God 365 days of the year. I'm not taking no break. I'm not going to stop walking with God. Isn't that what the song says? And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. It's about walking with God. Isn't that what the song says? Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me as I'm on this tedious journey. I want Jesus to walk with me. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a high five. Give me a heart. If you're walking out your life every day, I'm walking out my life with God. 365 days of the year. It's not just on Sundays for service. It's not just on Wednesday for Bible study. It's not just on Friday for prayer meeting. But I'm walking with God every day of my life. And God God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That I will be with you always, even until the end of the earth. So to walk with God is a daily experience. That throughout the day I'm engaged in my spiritual practices for the development of my soul. I am walking with God. I am living with God. And God is living with me. The scripture says, if you abide in me, and my word abide in you, that you can ask for whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. To abide in God means to live in God. And for God to abide in you means that God is living in you. So pulling point number one is that Enoch's walk shows us a daily walk. Yes, that every day, without break, without interruption, I am walking with God, and God is walking with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So I'm walking with God on a daily basis, every day, 365, I am walking with God. All right, give me a thumbs up, give me a high five, give me a heart, if you're walking with God every day on a daily basis. Pulley point number two, not only does Enoch's life show us that he walked with God daily through the 365, but at age 65, go back and read Genesis 5, 21 to 24. At age 65, Enoch had a son, and his son was Methuselah. And Methuselah was the one who lived the longest of all the people on the earth. At 65, fully point number two, is that we walk with Enoch through retirement. At 65 is when most people retire. That's when you can retire at 65. For some women, it's 62. But for men, and I don't know why there's sexism in the government of 65 and 62. But at 65, which is a retirement age, Enoch is giving birth, is having a son, Methuselah, and that son is living the longest life that any person has ever lived on the earth. So we walk with Enoch through retirement, which says that even though you are retired from your secular job or from your career, that you can still produce. 
that you can still reproduce, that you can still be effective, even though you are retired, that you can still be efficient, even though you are retired, that you still can do things in excellence, even though you are retired. He gave birth to Methuselah at 65 years old. Your life does not stop because you're 65 and over. Your life does not stop because you're at retirement age, that you can live regardless of your age, that age is a number and that you don't have to live in a state of you discriminate against yourself because of your age and saying what you can't do because you're too old and you don't have to let anybody else discriminate against you because of your age. There is no ageism in the kingdom. Can I say it again? There is no ageism in the kingdom. Even though Enoch was retirement age, he was still being productive. And many times for some people, it's not until they retire that they're able to fully live out their purpose, that they made their money, they got the house, they got the car, they got the children, they got the grandchildren, they got their degrees, and so now I'm ready to do what's really in my heart. Now I'm ready to live really from my heart center. So point number one is that Enoch teaches us as we walk with Enoch, as Enoch walks with God, he teaches us that walking with God is a daily walk. Pulling point number two, he, we walk with him through retirement to mean that life is not over because you've retired. You you don't have to die and shrivel up, amen, and be in pain and just sit on the couch and watch TV all day because you are retired, that you can still have Methuselah. You can still have something in your life that lasts. You can still build. You can still reproduce even at retirement age. And pulley point number three is that we walk with Enoch through transition. The scripture says that Enoch did not die, that he was translated. That because he pleased God, and the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. That the person that comes to God must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek God. So Enoch walked with God and he transitioned. He walked with God through transition, which means that he did not die. He transitioned. And so it is from Enoch. It says translated, which means transition, that he went from one form of life to another form of life. There is no death in reality. There's only higher and higher forms of life. And Enoch teaches us about transition. When somebody transitions, we don't say that they die because there is no death in reality. Jesus said, the person that lives and believes in me shall never die. We don't say that they pass away because their memory will never pass away from our hearts. We don't say that they are lost because we know, well, you know, I lost so-and-so and you know that so-and-so passed away and so-and-so died. No, they did not, um, they did not, uh, they're not lost. We know where they are. For to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. They are not lost. They did not pass away. They did not die. They were translated or they transitioned from one dimension of life, abundant life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly, which is the kingdom principle of divine purpose, to the next dimension of life, which is eternal life. For God so loved the world that whoever believeth in him uh, shall not perish but have 
everlasting or eternal life. So it's just higher and higher dimensions of life. So Ina gives us the language of transition. Ina gives us the divine idea of being translated. And he shows us that you can have that kingdom promise of perfect health. Optimal health, regardless of your age. He lived to be 365 years old, and he was still healthy. He shows us that kingdom principle of divine purpose. He shows us that kingdom practice of stillness and movement. He moved to an entire different dimension, and people were looking for him, and they couldn't find him because he had transitioned. He had moved to a higher level of consciousness. So as we walk with God, as Enoch walked with God, as we walk with Enoch, as Enoch walked with God, we understand and embrace transition. We understand that we are being transformed by the renewing of our minds and we will transition to a higher dimension of life. Yes, we are walking with Enoch as Enoch walked with God. And I'm asking you, how is your walk with God going? How is your life with God going? Are you really experiencing all of the blessings and the benefits that come with walking with God? Good morning, this is Dr. Pulley with your One Minute Oneness, and I am sharing your mental note. I am one with God. I am one with all life. I am one with the one because guess what? There is only one. And today we're talking about real righteousness. And our scripture is Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 20. I'm not talking about fake righteousness. I'm talking about real, authentic righteousness. What is real righteousness? How do we really experience righteousness? Pulley point number one. Real righteousness is relational. It is about your relationship with God your relationship with yourself, and your relationship with others. When I love God, when I love myself, and when I love others, I'm going to do right by God, I'm going to do right by myself, and I'm going to do right by others. Pulling point number one, real righteousness is relational. It is in right standing, in right relationship with God through Jesus, our way shower. Pulling point number two, Real righteousness is internal. It starts relational and then it is internal. Real righteousness is inside of you. It is about the thoughts and the intents of your heart. God discerns them. It is about your motives, your intentions. Real righteousness starts within. It is about your way of being inside. It is about your way of seeing your perception how you look at people, how you look at situations. Real righteousness is about your way of thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a woman thinketh in her heart, so is she. As a person thinks in their heart, so are they. Pulley point number three. And then real righteousness is external. Because it's relational first, and then it's inside of me. It is then expressed outside of me through my words and through my actions. And because I understand sowing and reaping, you don't never have to worry about me doing you wrong because I love you and I love me and I love God and I don't want none of that stuff coming back to me.